Welcome everyone to the Screamcast, take two. I'm Sean Rager. With me is uh, Michael Delaney. Michael. Mike D. No, don't, call, don't call me. I just renamed myself because I know, but I'm gonna get. I was on here for work, Michael. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Like uh, yeah, so we're it's just you and me today. Um, Brad might be joining, but usually when that happens, he doesn't join. So we'll see. You shouldn't have showed all our cards because the people who don't like you and I, they're they're already tuning out. They're like, okay, I'll come back next week for Steph yeah. and. And maybe Brad will tease something. I know. And and Stephanie is not here as well. Um, so, you know, well, we should have the whole gang back together, I think, next time. Unless we're a little insider baseball. There's an interview that was supposed to happen on a weekend, and weekends aren't good for me. So it might just, I don't know. I don't know. We're playing it by ear. You could not do the interview. Screencast. I know. I know. You could just not do it. Do you I'm think you're good at interviews? Huh? Is is it like a thing that? No. <laughs> I, you know what, like, this is going to be, this is how the podcast is going to be, everybody. Um, this is just Mike and I shooting the shit. We're going to talk some movies. Um, but, uh, but as far as I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm really good interviewing people one-on-one like this. When it gets to be like a gaggle of people, like, you know, like last, like last show with Barbara Crampton and Travis Stevens and all of us, it, it gets absolutely nuts. And I'm, you know, as as well as like trying to, you know make sure everything's recording um, with the, the other vert way I was doing it. Um, I'm also thinking of questions, but I'm also like, well, shoot, we haven't heard from Stephanie in a while. Or we haven't heard from Brad in a while. And, you know, it's right. Like, You're trying I, to play equity. Always, and It's yeah. just tough. Yeah. So, and then, you know, then I'm like, well, is Barbara Crampton bored? Please, Barbara, don't be bored. You know, and then I Do you really think, though, that we haven't heard from Brad from a while? Have you ever thought we haven't heard from Brad for a while? No. Well, he was surprisingly quiet for the first part of that interview. Hmm. And I was like, oh, no, something wrong. You know, so, <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. You know, we're all our own worst critics with this stuff. We all we beat. That is true. That's the, the that is true. I, I, I think, yeah, the last uh, anyway. interview was harder than the 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 Joe Lynch one. And it, it probably just had to do with the amount of people in the room. You're right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do these. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, people seem to enjoy it, but, uh, that's a lot of people. So that's why we're just, we're just recording the zoom call today. I'm, I'm so tired of trying to fit everyone in the boxes and stuff. And then as soon as like, why do you want to put everyone in a box or something? You're into (laughs) labeling everyone, putting them in boxes. This is where you belong. I know you belong here. That's right. That's right. Whenever someone turns their camera off, they like they move, then all the boxes shift, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I'm trying. Oh fuck! Wait, wait! I kept turning my camera off last episode. So was I fucking you up? So, so that for some reason that worked. It just went to an M. But when Brad did it, he like it changed the order of everybody. So I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Adding YouTube Hmm. was has been uh, surprisingly more difficult than I thought it would be, but people dig it. So, um, so adding more to your workload added more work, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, this is the screencast and, uh, we're going to talk about some movies. Let's Um, do it. We're, we're, this is basically, we're doing a, uh, uh, what's on your doorstep type episode, which is great. We love doing these. These are a lot more, you know, loosey goosey, as they say, mm-hmm. um, a lot more cash. 
Easy breezy um, too, first, Mike, by the way. I, I, <laughs> easy breezy. I would be remiss not to mention the big movie mm. that released uh, not too long ago. And that is, of course, uh, I don't know. That's all I know. Sonya. Sub-Zero. Kano. So this is this Scorpion. This has been Johnny Cage. This has been highly anticipated. Kung Lao. Highly anticipated. Raiden. Whenever you're done naming the names. Baraka. Melina. What if they just added everybody that was in this movie to that theme song that only had the original seven or however many there were? That would that would be it'd just go on. It'd be like It'd be like, uh, let's keep going, right? Who who else was in the movie? You had, uh, who, who was I up to? Uh, oh, uh, Cabal. Nameless, n- nameless, uh, nameless lead character. Who who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> what was it? His name was Cole, right? I don't know. I don't. I think know. His, I like think his name was Cole. Blank slate lead character. I uh, I don't know. We'll get to we'll get to that. I like that guy, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry. What was your question? Well, I, I, think? Kind of, I was setting up Mortal Kombat. I'm, no, no, yeah. not yet. Not yet. We're oh, not talking okay. about what we're thinking. All right. Okay. I'm setting up Mortal Kombat because this thing has been, it's been delayed. It was supposed to come out last year, right? It was, or it, 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 it kind of went through some flux. Like, when's this going to be released? We don't know. Is our theaters dead? Our theaters never coming back? And then Warner well, Bros. Then- there w- yeah, there was a time it was supposed to release. There was a time it was supposed to release last January. Because I remember before... Yes. Um, before COVID struck, before COVID struck, Brad had a whole list of things we were watching in 2020, and it was—I it, don't know—it was sometime early in the year, maybe it was February, but um, yeah, yeah. But it was Warner Brothers, yeah. of course. Uh, New Line did the the first two theatricals. Yeah. So Warner Brothers struck struck a deal, you know, post pandemic during the pandemic with HBO Max, which is HBO's new streaming. Uh, platform which they have things going directly to hbo max and by the way raised by wolves awesome series if you like uh, kind of weird really scottish sci-fi only on hbo max um so the big day finally happened it got delayed even it was supposed to be on hbo hbo max like the 16th of april and then it got delayed to like the 23rd or whatever so this thing has been like we've been anticipating it mike we've been anticipating this new you know uh, amazing you know, as a twenty-one, we're up to eleven games now. So, so let me throw it over to you, uh, and I want to know, uh, Mike D, what did you think of Mortal Kombat? Did it live up to the hype of waiting for it for so long? Because you know, I think you're a fan of the 1995 version. Uh, yes, that's you know, by Paul W. I, I'm a. Uh, what did I'm you think? F- I'm a fan of Mortal Kombat in in general, but I do have to say that uh, outside of those first three, maybe the fourth game, uh, the the one that kind of flirted with 3D. Oh no, I played Deadly Alliance. So maybe the first, (laughs) wait, maybe the first like five, half half the games I was really into. And then the other half, I just never got into next gen gaming. But from what I could tell, you know, they've just kind of kept building on the mythology that, uh, uh, who, what are their names? Uh, uh, Boone and uh, 
Tobias, right? That, that they started creating with their uh, their 1992 original right. game. But um, no, I, I've always been a big fan of Mortal Kombat. I remember going uh, in 1995 to the theater to see it opening day. Uh, that fucking lived up to my expectations, especially that ending, you know, when the, the temple breaks and <laughs> Shao Kahn comes out and it gives us that good. I love those endings where it, it, it leaves you not knowing, you know, what, what happens next. And you get right. to kind of play it in your mind. Uh, I even love the, the second movie. The one that uh, what's Annihilation. John Leonetti, the one that Leonetti directed um, that, you know, we've I think we've talked on the screencast before. At least Brad has about yeah. how Warner's re- or Warner slash New Line released the uh, uh, work print because that tested well with audiences. So they didn't put any more work <laughs> into it. So, you know, here's a franchise that is already kind of getting shit on like right when it comes out the gate because video game movies, what the fuck are those? We only had Mario Brothers at that point, Street Fighter, and I think Mortal Kombat's the third one. I mean, those are like the big three, right? That's like the holy trilogy of 90s video game shit. Maybe Sonic. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Well, and Mortal Kombat hit hard. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh man, when they they released... Yeah, when Acclaim released the uh, the home ports, they, they called it Mortal Monday. Do you remember that? They released the game on a fucking Monday. And it, no, it, well, it was because they wanted, that's how the Tuesday release dates pretty much got, there was no release dates before then. Like things didn't regularly drop on a day. And like Mortal Kombat was yeah. kind of the thing that changed that with, with Mortal Monday, with those little kids running in the middle of the street, <laughs> you know, Mortal Kombat. But, um, so i i know it's i know it's not the popular opinion i don't even know your opinion sean but i'll tell you what i i liked uh mortal kombat 2021 i liked it for the reasons i think that people don't like it (laughs) i mean i was i was super entertained by it and i was even more entertained by the fact that the Mortal Kombat tournament never even happens. Like, there's no Mortal Kombat <laughs> in Mortal Kombat. Like, I thought that was fucking yeah. rad. I thought that was fucking that was fucking sick. Instead, uh, they they had tournaments in like a barn in like I don't know Tennessee or some <laughs> shit. And then they had a fight inside yeah. a really cold like Seven Eleven, I think. And oh no, they did have. Uh, the, I think uh, that was the that was the that was the gym. Yeah, they they did have a pit scene, but that was like super animated. That looked like Deadly Alliance or something, you know, when Jax was fighting, uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Like, not Thor. The guy with the hammer, you know, not Thor. Fat Thor. Maybe it was, was it right. Fat Thor? Right, right, was right. it a crossover? I don't know. But I, I like the movie and I, I can't, I can't lie. We'll get into the details here in a second once you do your broad gloss. But, uh, but I, I can't lie that once... Scorpion and Sub-Zero, that climax where Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Cole, the theme drops, they're saying that dumb shit, like, get over here. Like, I was, I was like, all right, this is cool. I, there was enough, there was enough cool shit in there to, to, to warrant, uh, yeah. to war- and you, look, it's a movie theater movie. I got to see with my fucking like $10 Amazon subscription or like, I, I feel blessed. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Like same way with uh, <laughs> G versus K, which I'm sure we'll talk about too. But, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll come with some analysis, um, I'm sure. But let's get into it. Well, well, okay. So, so here's the, so here's the deal. Um, 
So I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11 uh, quite a bit. And Sean's 52, by the way. I've, I've, lo- <laughs> 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 I'm a huge fan of the games, um, but I don't, I don't think I've played through. I don't think I've studied. The, I've, I haven't, I haven't cared about the mythology. But in Mortal Kombat 11, I started playing through, through the story mode, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, the story mode in Mortal Kombat 11 is basically just to get to a fight, right? But they're actually pretty cool, and there's like, you know, Johnny Cage has a daughter, and, you know, uh, Melina has a huge part in it, and, and with, um, uh, I'm, see, I'm, I'm a bad fan because I can't remember names right now. Um, I got but, some so, for you, bro. I'm, so Jax, I'm it and really enjoying it. Cyrax, Sector, Night Girls, the, the, Striker. The girls. So the, the, oh, Jade, Katana, uh, Melina, Katana. Katana. Melina Princess, Katana. Well, Princess Katana. You have to give her a title, bro. Princess Katana. Um, so, so I've been enjoying like watching those and seeing the feuds and certain characters have feuds. And then you know, I've watched um so but I hadn't seen um the the you those YouTube shorts. I saw a few of those, but I hadn't seen them. And I hadn't really the, uh, legacy? binged any Mortal Kombat. Legacy, yeah. Um, up to watching this movie yet. So so I kinda came into this like, all right, cool, like a modern take or you know, new take on Mortal Kombat. Um and I yeah, it, it did leave me like falling flat and there's certain things I didn't like um off the bat and yeah, it didn't hit as a whole of a movie for me. Um, kind of similar to how Godzilla vs. Kong didn't hit for me as a film, but, but then again, we're watching it in our, you know, in our living rooms and our TVs. Um, these are, these are theatrical, you know, popcorn movies. Oh, yeah, you know? for real. Come on. Those two I, movies whip ass in a movie theater, don't they? Come on. Oh, they got to. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And, and. So, so, okay, so my first analysis, my first thing, I was like, holy crap, that sucked. And yes, there is a lot to make fun of if you want to pick a movie apart. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, uh, or a few days later, I got my, my second COVID shot. So my ass was on the couch. And um, I started going through, I had nothing better to do. I started watching every single Mortal Kombat property I can find. So I rewatched the first movie. Um, I didn't get to an Annihilation um, then I watched all of the Legacy and the Mortal Kombat Legacy mm-hmm. um, episodes. Those are good. Which are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched uh, the animated Scorpion's Revenge. I like which that Which is very one. cool. That has the best casting with but, Joel um, McHale as uh, Johnny Cage. That was, that was oh, a good, uh, inspired oh, so choice. Good. So yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm watching all these films and I'm like, I... I and I was like, I don't, I, maybe this is a series that, you know, wh- why are we putting, you know, these, you know, like rules on this movie? It's the exact same kind of adaptation all the other ones are. Um, it hits all the Mortal Kombat notes. They do a few twists on it as it, you know, basically making them into like mutants, basically. But the legacy. Right, like how they have to the find island, their special legacy, power. Yeah. What, what do they but call see, that? Legacy that happens too. <clears throat> oh, they say they call it some name. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. They're Spark. No, they're all, they're all Spark. <laughs> the All um, Spark. <laughs> Midichlorians. So, so I've, I've <laughs> so I watched all these, and I think after watching all the other Mortal Kombat properties, and then rethinking about about um, you know Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one, I think I've softened on it, <laughs> where it's like. You know, 
it, it why does my phone keep going off? God damn it. My wife did well, an Instacart and my phone's going burr, burr, burr. Um so yeah, my opinion's softened on it. But if, but yeah, there are things that you definitely can make fun of with the, with the film. And that's, you know, people are they could they could do that. It's funny. They're funny things, but But my my whole understanding bam, blockbuster popcorn entertainment, you know, I'm I'm I yeah. I uh, I like it with reservations, I guess. My my whole understanding of of Mortal Kombat was that I mean even from its conception in the the early 90s it was supposed to be kind of like a 13-year-old boy's like wet dream, you know? Like it was a wasn't it originally developed for Jean-Claude Van Damme to have a like a live action fighting game. Uh but you know they couldn't get Van Damme's rights. So they kind of pivoted and they they added in a little big trouble in little China and they kind of added in some stop motion anime. Like it was kind of just a hodgepodge of everything. Like ninjas are cool. You know, yeah. we'll make these ninjas people instead of turtles. Yeah. Good. Fucking Brad's oh. here. He could help out with this shit. Hello, Brad. So, so it was kind of a hodgepodge <laughs> of, of everything. You, you know what I mean? Like. And then even by the second game, they start parodying themselves, especially with the, the fatality thing where they're like <laughs> friendship, animality, babality. I think they put all, Brad, correct me if I'm wrong. They put all three of those in the second game. They went from just fatality to babality, friendship, and animality. Um, I think the baby stuff came during the third game. No. I, went, I needed you to back me up on this, and you just fucking cock-blocked me. Uh, I needed yeah, you to I say think, that they came from the second game. Yeah, I think the babyality came in the third game. Did it? Um, well, I thought the I mean, third it's game... it's been like... Oh, Brad's here. A long-ass time. Yeah, we should say hi, Brad. Say hi. So hey, hi, hi Brad. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're talking Mortal Kombat, of course. Um... Mike gave his opinion of the uh, broad strokes opinion. I gave my. Wait, broad I think you're right, Mike. And my. Well, yeah, I yeah, remember I think... standing. I remember standing in the arcade in San Ramon and trying to do babalities and shit in the the comic book shop. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was looking at the characters, and yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, but um, but but you so, know, the third one did add the the combo system and the run button. So that I mean, that was a mm. cool leap. Cause, uh, cause that was when some of the more sophisticated fighting games came out and Mortal Kombat's like, maybe we just can't do the blood thing anymore. Cause there had already been like 9 million Mortal Kombat ripoffs by the time 95 came along. Remember time killers? I used to think time killers was sick. <laughs> the dude had like a chainsaw and you could cut off people's limbs. It was a fighting game one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> But like as you're playing the round, like you could like chainsaw off someone's arm, so then they only have one arm to fight you with. Look it up, Time Killers. That's great. It's good for for horror fans. But um, but yeah, no, I you know I I didn't mind the the new movie at all. I don't I don't know how often I'll revisit it. Certainly not as much as the uh, uh, Paul W S Anderson or the the Leonetti film. Maybe not even as much as the the animated Scorpion's Revenge. I've seen that two times because it's short yeah but uh but no i mean it it did it did the trick for me you know it was it was goofy yeah. as it shit was... man and some of it felt really <laughs> like small stage like community theater and there's something about that that that's cringy <laughs> but like i really admire it too like anytime shang Tsung was on that's the so screen 
kind of ex- like that fight that they had where everyone just started dying, but they were only fighting on like an old stage from Hook, like the like a sand stage from <laughs> yeah. Hook or something. I don't know. Yeah, it is weird that there was no Mortal uh, Kombat and Mortal Kombat. There's there's no tournament there. It's it's a setup movie to set up more movies. Um, I was I wasn't I, I was kind of sad that you know certain characters. Like they introduce the character and then they die, that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Brad, I have you know. I'm mixed on it. There, are, there are better Mortal Kombat movies, but it still was a Mortal Kombat movie. You know, my kids want to watch it. I'll watch it with them. Brad, what did you think of uh, Mortal Kombat? It was boring. Oh, it, <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the video where the dude compares how Mortal Kombat '95 opens and how Mortal Kombat '2021 uh, opens? He's like, "Here's how Mortal Kombat '95 no, opens," and it goes, "Bum bum 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 and the title's like fucking burning on fire and shit. And he's like, "And then here's how 2021 starts," and it's just like John Tesh fucking piano. And like raindrops on the side of a, he's like, yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> no, I mean it's just it's it's, that, it's, think, it's, it's boring. I mean, I don't I don't mind that there's no tournament in the movie, but it was just so like there's there's no focus. No, in, no, in, in telling that. And I mean, honestly, we're we're dealing with you know a a, a video game made into a movie about some cool people fighting it's not hard to make something enjoyable <laughs> you know and it, it's yeah. i i think i think it you know but it's but the thing is is that you're right like all the characters like they're they're shown briefly on screen it feels like we're supposed to know kind of like it feels like we're in the middle of the fucking movie yeah you know, well, we are because it, this is they've done this nine times. This is the 10th time. Right. This is plan nine also, from Mortal Kombat. But, it, you know, the, <laughs> the, the idea that there's, you know, and, and the thing is, we're analyzing Mortal Kombat, but there's just there's just so much like silly shit that happens in the movie that, that, that that's not explained uh, plot holes. And then we. We have these characters that are introduced really quickly and then killed off. We have a new character that doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. When you he does, he it. serves one purpose. He does. He serves one purpose. He replaces on this planet Earth. He replaces Ernie Reyes Jr. <laughs> you know, but it's just—it's it, just like it's everything's just thrown into this movie without any structure whatsoever. And it's fine if they want to sabotage because they know about this prophecy, but don't make it in this little, like you said, like this stage where they, where they're practicing and like they're getting attacked. And then we all fight at the exact same time. And the fights are happening simultaneously. They're not even fights really. And it just characters die and then it's over. There, there's really no action in the film either. There, there's not really much like good fighting. There, there are training sequences, the Sub-Zero Scorpion stuff in the beginning is fine, but like everything's shot super close up and it's just like, it's not interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, this was a James Wan production here. Let's make it horror. <laughs> tangentially hard yeah. but this really is a James Wan production like, and a yes. Australian production and I mean really they only use Australia for 
Sonia Blades outfit and for maybe where the the temple is that they Gary walk across Indiana. a desert for like an hour <laughs> go, of the movie. Go to Gary, Indiana and find Sonia Blade. That's one of the lines of dialogue that's delivered in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I you know, you know I only knew Gary Indiana because of Rampage the the game Rampage you would you would go to Gary Indiana at some point. maybe I that was Gary Indiana because of the the musical The Music Man oh you know it because of The Music Man okay yeah and it's well, just I'm, like, you I'm know, not a gay everything everything happens so quickly <laughs> and and even though you're trying to create something new just having Raiden recruit everybody make it simple. And like by the way, you're Raiden. Complicated. Their Raiden was fucking Ichi the Killer, bro. Like, what are you doing with this? Yeah, like, and all, it, all it, those crazy ass Raiden underutilized. Yeah. At least put him in the movie and have him go to these people. Say, and you know how interesting would that would have been as a movie? Is that you had strangers being contacted by this guy that's saying you have to fight for the fate of the world start training them. They get ambushed by these people that they have no idea who they are. That's interesting, you know, because now their lives are at state with something that they have no idea what they're doing. Instead, they're given like info dumps by people that don't even really know what's going on. And then just thrown into this and they have a you know, practicing tournament. It's like, everything's just so rushed. It, well, hold on. It's not a birthmark. It's, it's a, it's a branding that disappears when you're killed and Whatever. goes to the person who killed you. Oh, God, I hated that. Because remember, like, Sonia takes Kano's, like, mark, right? Yeah, which is another so, dumb, yeah, I mean, there's... dumb thing. Yeah, because they should have made it Kano I mean, the there's... movie. Like, we should have just had Josh Lawson. No, and I was just, yeah. yes, I was just about to try to, to transition to, to, to Josh Lawson because, man, Anytime Kano's on the screen, it's like I'm suddenly I'm, I'm like, this is the movie I want. He's he's like in a whole other movie. Yeah. Do you do you guys remember in the 90s when everyone had that Terminator eye? Like Mortal Kombat was such a mishmash of just everything that little boys wanted to jerk off to. There was the Terminator guy, yeah, he threw fucking <laughs> knives and he could do cannonballs into your head. And there was a hot chick that threw pink rings at you that could burn you in it. Like, come on. <laughs> And we're supposed we're supposed to make fucking high art out of this. I mean, to to Brad's point, yeah. it doesn't have to be high art, but it could it could be a lot more entertaining than uh, than what we got here. It, there are more entertaining Mortal Kombat movies, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't shit on this one, you know. And and especially I feel thankful that it exists. And it was it was cool to see uh, something from my my childhood in this post pandemic. Uh, well, maybe maybe I'm just looking through it rose colored lenses. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you are. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I I do I do I do wonder though if you know if if watching movies like this at home when there's this hype and everything, as opposed to a theater, I think there I think these types of movies are meant for the theater because they're so big and so dumb. We can just sit back and whatever. Um, Enjoy it a little more because of the big screen and the sound and everything. Um, like I well, said, more, you get more bamboozled, you know, by the experience. You're more bamboozled. That's why everyone yeah, likes Armageddon. It's not like Armageddon's a good movie. <laughs> Just it was super loud in 1998. That's, that's true. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Armageddon, but that's if it's a dumb fuck <laughs> movie. Armageddon's but, better than more. Uh, but so, but, that, that, I, well, of course, of course, bro. <laughs> 
So that's why I want to transition a bit to the, for a little bit for Godzilla versus Kong because that was kind of the same thing. We're given this movie that was made for the big screen, crazy amounts of effects and sound and all this stuff, all this wizardry going on, dumbass story. But are we more forgiving of blockbusters if they're on a if they're in a theater? I mean, is there something? Are we just are we kind of seeing the? Uh, the seams in the uh, theatrical experience a little bit with with blockbuster movies anyway. No, no, I think I think we've been trained over the last <laughs> thirty years or thirty almost forty years at this point with from VHS on. I mean, we've been trained to to watch movies at home, but but I think there is a point where they could become more enjoyable. But I, I don't think it uh, yeah. hampers it hampers the uh, like the language of the film. You know, it might hamper the experience, but yeah. but I'm, not the film itself. <laughs> I mean that that is that is uh, something out there. Where, you know, uh, people have been, have said on, online and stuff like, "Oh, you're being too hard. It's just a, you need to watch it in the theaters. It's just a popcorn flick. You know, turn your brain off and watch it." Um, I mean, I I enjoy dumb movies all the time at home. <laughs> so for me, I don't know. I, I would probably walk out and be like, "Well, that was great. That was a fun ride." But and that's pretty much it. So um, so let's let's chat a little bit about Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I think Signing off. for the new <laughs> very quickly, very quickly. <clears throat> yeah, let's um, do it quick. Um, real quick. Um, I think it suffered from the same kind of structural uh, and, and storytelling that Mortal Kombat did because a bunch of shit just happens. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a hollow earth. Yeah. Uh, um, all of a sudden, here's Kong and... Here's a, a little girl that he taught him sign language. Like, you know, just so much. Is to be fair, in the movie yeah, before this, this one, in the movie before this one, which Brad also loves, uh, they did introduce Hollow Earth. <laughs> you know, when they went into the, that's did where they, uh, Ken Watanabe died. Remember he had to set off the bomb to give Godzilla oh, okay. power in oh, some shit. Okay. I, I think that's, that's their soft right. setup, you know. But, you know, you said, Sean, turn your brain off and watch the movie. Uh, I think what maybe the more positive spin or the more proactive spin would be turn your brain on and make the movie. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, well, my take on Godzilla vs. Kong is like spectacle, had fun with it, watched it with the kids. It was a bit weak sauce with the new yeah. guys. I'm, I'm, I love the fur. I love the Godzilla remake. Um, you know, you think that's a remake, but does that count as a remake? I always thought it was kind of like a sequel because didn't it kind of canonize the the attack in the fifties? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They they did they did do that. I'm I'm a fan of uh, Gareth Edwards um, Godzilla myself. You know, the only question I had about uh, and, and Brad, we'll get on to the next movie after this statement from me. But the only yeah, problem Brad's I had already with texting, he's already distracted. Yeah, I'm already. Uh, well, he's wheeling and dealing over there. He's getting the rights to uh, Terminator <laughs> Two. Probably the the original uh, <laughs> cut, but um, no, I was I was gonna say the only thing I didn't like about Godzilla versus Kong, the, the the thing that didn't make sense was I thought they were two different species, the the lizard type species and the monkey species. So when their kid was born at the end, I didn't eat. Well, for one thing, I didn't know <laughs> Kong was a female, and that was a bit right. much. Seen mm-hmm. like the kid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I get the callback to having the baby come yeah. out like a pupa, like. Like Mothra, it's a call, yeah. a visual callback, but I don't understand how they made the, it. The sex was a bit much, right? Anyway, well, anyway, on to the next movie. 
they cut away. That's they, my they cut away. They cut away when the romance. The romance starts happening, and they kind of cut away for. I don't. Like, I don't think it was that romantic, bro. It, it kind of seemed violent. Like Godzilla kind of. I think forced well, you know. her, him, herself, a self upon okay. the Kong. Right. Anyway, well, next movie. One next person's, movie. One, per, one person's violence is another person's uh, foreplay. What are you, a fucking defense what? attorney? That is the grossest shit I ever heard. <laughs> All right. You would anyway, not say that shit uh, if Stephanie on. was on the show. You would have not said that. Sean is banned from this show. You're gross. <laughs> we hate you. You're canceled. It wasn't. I was I was more of like BDSM. I'm not talking about like uh what does BDSM stand for, Sean? You know what does BDSM stand for? I have no idea. I have no idea. Boobs, uh <laughs> dicks, um uh scrotums and masturbation. Is that, did I get it right? Oh yeah. That's that's my understanding, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. You're probably right. I probably would not. Uh, I probably would be a little more reserved uh, if Stephanie was on. So Stephanie, borrow, if you're listening or watching. Borrow Jen's phone later and just look up BDSM to find out what it means. <laughs> <laughs> or your daughter's All right, let's phone. Move on. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it doesn't even mean uh, anything. Anyway, bad, that's the funny thing is like you're thinking too much into. No, it. I know. I don't. I bondage something. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There bondage. you go. You got it. You got Ruffies. it. Ruffies? What, uh, you think this is like 1940? <laughs> <laughs> you went to some ruffies. All right. Anyway, let's move on uh, to uh, some what's on our doorstep. Um, the reason of the episode that we were stalling to get Brett so Brad would join, but. Um, Let's do a little bit of a you know round round the table here of what we what we've been watching until uh, you know until uh, we've gotten through um, as many. I mean, Brad's watched like what fifty? How many? Do, we got to keep we got to keep it at a How many? level of like number. Well, you know we've been doing this show that. not for a very you know not for a very long time, and yeah, there's uh, watched um, quite a bit that I I just skip because you're so. Uh, anti-talking movies <laughs> who sean he's talking what do you mean movies. he's talking movies bro not, no no i'm saying he wants to talk one movie and then quit the show all oh, right yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 no i got you <laughs> oh no, no no all right <clears throat> we'll talk we'll talk a handful of movies uh yeah let's so, go brad i'll have you i'll have you start what, you, what have you been watching we'll do do a couple and we'll go to the next person oh okay cool thank you sean um well first I uh I watched Deep Blood the other day. Ooh. And uh yeah, I I thought that I saw Deep Blood, but I don't know if I did now because I I I was said I was I was thinking to myself I was rewatching it. And then the more and more it went on, I was like I don't think this is the same movie. Um, I like how Mike has his phone out now, just to prove a point. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, uh, it's it, it wants to be a shark movie really, really badly, but it, it's 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 not a shark movie at all. Um, you know, there is a shark that's killing people, but uh, it's all like National Geographic footage that they've licensed uh, to use <laughs> in the film, uh, based around. A semi-okay plot, uh, a bunch of kids uh, basically get this uh, like Native American artifact 
um, and they bury it and take like this blood oath. Um, and then one day they will have to dig this up because this uh, legend of this shark will come about and they will have to dig this up and band together and kill the shark. Um, which is a fun plot, but it doesn't go that route. <laughs> it's like super melodrama, just a bunch of people from Pennsylvania uh, mispronouncing words. Um, and like politicians. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it, it's just kind of <laughs> relatively relatively boring. And I made a joke about uh, Jodamato today is that it seems that a lot of his films, it's like he he's like all right guys let's make this movie and then he wants somebody else to direct it and i guess he doesn't like the way they direct or he they just get bored and then he takes over the production and this has happened like to like eight damato movies and it's the same shit all the time where it's just it just everything feels lazy and that's essentially what deep blood is it's just kind of lazy but if you're into those types of films where um troll 2 and stuff like that then you might like beat blood but it's just uh you know but severin did a bang up job on the on the transfer it looks great um there's no special features unfortunately this might be a one to have just to know the production standpoint uh from everybody because it seems like there was it was probably a mess um and they tried their best but they didn't really have direction but for real, Brad, could we just hit pause for one sec? For real, and this is a plea to all the, and, and Brad, you're actually here. This is to you too, sir. So whenever you're releasing a movie, this is to every everyone that has a label, whenever you're releasing a movie, spend the extra 20 megabytes to just put at least a commentary track on there. At least find a, a scholar or a fan or someone. Or, yeah, and, or well, to Brad's can... point, like an actor, like, you know, to, to talk to. Like, you could do it. You could fucking record commentaries on phones a lot nowadays. of times yeah i, I, I think this is a film that could have utilized that yeah or, no yeah. It, it sounds like it brad that it sounds like something i would really love to watch with a commentary <laughs> even if it's not a commentary from someone on the production i would i would yeah. just like to you know yeah they should they, they should have got one of the actors because it was filmed i think in mississippi Hmm. um and pennsylvania and they just should have got the actors it's all it's all basically the the most of i'm not gonna say all but i think the majority of the cast is from you know america so it wouldn't have been a hard you know thing to find some i mean some of these actors you'll know by face uh like um uh what's his name mccowan What's his first name? You can't say you know someone by face and then say their name. Like, that doesn't fucking count for anything. You'd have to show the face. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I, think his name, I think his name's Court McCowan. He, he, he's, he's the bully guy in, um, in Can't Buy Me Love. Mm. He's the one that Patrick Dempsey picks up the baseball bat and says, you know, you hurt your arm. I carried you home, you know, when we were little. It's that guy. He plays kind of the lead in this. Oh, wow. Good for him. Good yeah. for you. So, yeah, Deep Blood, uh, you know, it, it's worth it if you like these types of ripoff, schlocky shark movies. But it's not a good movie, but it's not boring. Okay. There, well, you, there go. you go. <laughs> there you go. 
You also <laughs> said that about my about movie that. one time. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, do you have another movie? Do you have another movie, Brad? We'll do. Uh, we'll I'm going to let my weeks. dog in the room. You can go. Oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, I this isn't horror, but it is from a uh, you know a filmmaker that is known in the the genre. I watched uh, the 1997 uh, HBO movie by Joe Dante, The Second Civil War. Man, I had fucking fun with that movie. What a what a cast. What a what, what a premise. It? What what's that? What is it? The Second Civil War, the Joe Dante HBO movie, The Second Civil War. I have no idea what that is. Oh my gosh, you guys, it stars uh Bo Bridges, Elizabeth Pena, Ron Perlman, Phil Hartman, uh Dan Hedaya, Dennis Leary, what? Kevin Dunn, like what? so many fucking people produced by Barry Levinson, but it's about it's about a divided America that is divided on an immigration issue. And huh. the whole thing is the, the governor of Idaho is refusing to take these mm. Pakistani children in as refugees because it would affect uh, the American way of life. Like he, he basically says everything short of make America great again. I think he says, <laughs> keep America the way it should be or, or, or something like that, you know? So it, it's pretty, what's that? Dick Miller's in this? Dick Miller is in this. Dick, Dick Miller, Miller actually has a, he's in every Joe Dante, but he actually has a bigger role yeah. in this. You know, he's mm. he's in it like as a as a supporting uh, act, as much as he is in, say, Gremlins or or The Burps. Like he's, he's in yeah, this. That's great. But, um, but no, it's a, it's a really fantastic movie that, uh, that talks about and looks at satirically, of course, like what a divided America like the worst a divided America could become. And I got to tell you, they were really playing this for like cartoon in like 1997. But it it kind of turned in for me, at least maybe I'm being too fucking dramatic or something, but it it kind of turned into the what what led to the insurrection, you know, this this past January, where it was a series of these small misinterpretations, small pockets of people getting weird ideas that no one else is paying attention to. And then it, it implodes almost at once into this uh, dramatic civil war. But um, like, uh, you know, in a way, a movie that did that recently was assassination nation. Yes, no, 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 no exactly. And, and that does it a bit more uh, grimy, a little bit more like within the, you know, the genre like techno horror genre. I don't know, purgy yeah. style. But uh, but I mean, this is a Joe Dante movie, so we got wide angle lenses. We got Rance Howard saying funny shit. You know, uh, oh yeah, Rance Howard's in this. Oh, uh, what's her? Joanna Cassidy. Joanna Cassidy's and James Earl Jones is in this movie. Yeah, I saw like, Roger Corman's what? in it too. Right? Well, yeah, Roger Corman. Roger Corman is not even just a cameo. He has like multiple scenes as a network head. But um, it's a really interesting look now here at uh, American politics. But here's what I got to say. I, I was thinking something. It reminds me a lot of Wag the Dog, which came out the same year and well, also featured right? Dennis Leary. So I want to I want to put this out there. I think Dennis Leary only signed up for one of these two movies, Wag the Dog or uh, the Second Civil War. But he got confused at some point because the plots are kind of the same. And Barry Levinson is on both of them. So I think he ended up getting roped into both and only got paid for one. That's what, like, I'm going to put it on 8chan. We'll see what happens. But. 
That's my. I theory. think you're right. Yeah, I, th- I think I've it makes sense. That. It tracks. You're getting. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no one, no one fucking. Knows. But besides, you can't even have an honest conversation with Dennis Leary because Bill Hicks is dead. So Bill Hicks can't write the the response. Hey Sean, <laughs> what have you seen? Wow. Um, you know it's it's uh, I have I've been trying to get back into into horror, of course, uh, but I keep dodging it, and uh, I decided to mm-hmm. check out Greenland. And uh, Brad, you and I have kind of talked about this a movie starring Gerard Butler, um, about a comet that comes crashing to Earth, and he's uh he's a he's like an engineer or a architect or something like that. And he gets a notice saying to be at an airport at a certain time with his family um, because they're getting on planes and going to be taken away to safety. Uh, you're, and you're, you're, only you, select you, people you, are getting those. Definitely watch the movies, but <laughs> you just the way you're explaining <laughs> is 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 not exciting. Movies. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm getting <laughs> Brad. We all we all do this, bro. Come so, on, man. I know what you mean, so though. Basically, <laughs> so, so what start? Then it starts to be a race against time to get to the airport. Of course, they have a diabetic son and his very very young wife. Um, I don't know how old Gerard Butler is right now, but uh, the age gap's. Uh, pretty crazy but i guess another like chris pine or somebody was supposed to be the lead character well i gotta tell you there's another gap he's actually supposed to be chris evans Gerard Butler. chris evans okay yeah all right uh anyway uh this movie is like had me on the edge of my seat the whole way through oh, yeah? um mainly because as a parent you're concerned about the kid and it's just one thing after another happens and you just don't know how it's gonna end and uh i really dug it Nice. Okay, so so basically, so that's a Nomad what this Land. Movie is, that's the one that with with Francis McDormand and Gerard oh. Butler. All right, Nomad. It's, Nomad. It is a oh. low key disaster <clears throat> movie that has all the elements to set up for what we're used to, like in the '90s with Deep Impact and Volcano and shit like that. But it never goes to that like aspect of of those movies. It never hits that right. Hit, it never hits that line. It's always well grounded, which is surprising that it really felt real, you know, because it was mainly, it wasn't the destruction that is scaring people. It's the idea of dying is what's pushing the plot along, which it's not the lava coming closer or the fucking 2012 or day after tomorrow where everything's frozen over it doesn't never go that route. It, it basically says you're going to die and that's it. We'll keep you informed. Yeah, but this, this select group of people extinction, extinction in order to restart, event. you know, <clears throat> civilization have been chosen randomly and like a lottery in order to go to a certain place. Uh, hint, wait, that's, wait, wait, that's the idea. They gave, they gave a lottery for people who can live and then they go to a certain place and fucking like re, well, so, so basically what it is, is anybody of importance, like, you know, doctors, engineers, construction workers, anybody that could be able to use their job that they are working now to utilize yeah. them 
in a second world, basically. Right, but that's, you, you that's also need, you're, you're also going to need a, a population of skilled labor. So like, what were they doing to, to get like the, the construction workers or the, the janitors? Or were they only prioritizing these academics? Well, no, no. I mean, Gerard uh, Butler is like a head of a construction site. Okay. You know, foreman of a construction site. Okay. Designing buildings and stuff. So that's what he would do. You know, I, I mean, you would still have to have these other skilled people in order to help him, but he would tell you what to do. But the idea behind the whole entire thing is that, you know, his family's chosen and it is kind of a race against time, but it's dealing with kind of what people would be like. Uh, you have your yeah. it's kind of like the mist where you have your people that would really care about. Uh, strangers, and then you have the people that would take advantage of you or try to kill you because it's the end of time, you know. But it it, st- it always stays grounded, and it's so weird to watch mm. some because if you said to me Gerard Butler is in this end of the world movie, I'm immediately thinking Geostorm, which is the movie that Geostorm, which you know <laughs> the producers really sucked it up getting Gerard Butler to play in this because one Gerard Butler is not very good, but he was just in Geostorm. So why would you, Geostorm! Put, why would you put him in he's another in this, though. end of the world movie? He's good in this though. Surprisingly good in this. He's okay in this. But he I mean, is the one thing that drags, but the movie's really fucking good. I don't yeah. know, man. I, I had, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the, is Gerard Butler our Charles Bronson? Is he like no, no? <laughs> like he kind of showed up early on. I he showed up in that. dramatic parts and like little supporting roles, and then he kind of became like this uh, uh, a little bit like bloated like action star. Kind of flirted with different. I don't know. I kind of think he's like our uh, our, our Bronson. He's kind of DTV. He's kind of not DTV. Like, like if next week they announced that NBC had a one-hour cop drama that starred Gerard Butler, none of us would fucking flinch. We wouldn't be like, what's Gerard Butler doing on TV? We'd be like, oh, I'll check that out. I don't know. I think he, he might be our Bronson. But, um, yeah, no, the, the movie's really, really good. And it's it's one of the, probably the more entertaining movies I've seen this year. That's cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Nomadland. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. You Greenland. Go We're going to Greenland. Oh wait, no, that was that was yours. Are uh, we on to Bradley? We're on to Bradley. That, that was mine. Now, now we'll, we'll we'll go back around, Brad. All right. Um. Well. Uh, you have more more interesting movies than I do, anyway. Well, no. You know, I I might have I I might have something uh, more interesting. I um. You know, real quick, I mean, everybody's kind of seen, um, it seems that a lot of people have seen this, but uh, because it was one of the first films to be kind of big in theaters uh, again, and it didn't go to DTV, uh, or not DTV, DTV, didn't go to, uh, you know, VOD right away. It was actually on uh, in the theaters first, but it was Nobody. Mm -hmm. With, oh, uh, the with, Bob Odenkirk. With Bob Odenkirk. Oh, so, yes. So when this, when I saw the trailer for it, and and Bob Odenkirk was, you know, well, first off, when I heard about it, that Bob Odenkirk was an action movie, that was a big laugh from me because, you know, <laughs> I 
I Bob Odenkirk is always Mr. Show, no matter what yeah. he's doing as yeah. far as like these breaking bad TV shows or what I've never seen. Oh, breaking he's bad, he's the I, hated milk machine in, in 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 Mr. Show. I'm the hated milk machine. <laughs> that that so, fucking sketch to this day is the fucking funniest thing. When Jack Black is like, don't stick your dick in these holes. <laughs> he's like, what do I do? I will stick my dick in these holes three. And then like Bob Odenkirk comes, I'm the hated milk machine. Let's just watch that. You guys want to watch it? Yeah, just play it. Let's do it. Just play it. Just watch it. All right. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, and it was just kind of, you know, having him cast in it. Then I saw the trailer and it was very intriguing. And then obviously it's the guy that, you know, directed Hardcore Henry, which had its problems, but it was fun to watch. Um, and you know, this is produced by the guy that did John Wick. And it's kind of like in that vein that he does John Wick. And then, you know, he produced Atomic Blonde or directed Atomic. I can't remember if he directed it or not. And now he has nobody. So it's these just action people that just kick a lot of ass um, in in these movies. But nobody is very funny. The action's really well done. Um, incredibly enjoyable. Uh, just, but just no one's funny in it. Oh no, it's it's funny. It's well, you said funny. nobody is funny. Who's funny in it if nobody is funny? Skip it. Skip, cut this. Cut it out. No, <laughs> fuck you, Brad. Fuck you. You showed up late, bro. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's 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 really good. I know people are are watching it on VOD now. Um and people saw it in the theaters. It was just it, it was probably a really fun movie to uh to return to the theater with. Um, just because it's it's just an all around good action movie and it's fun and funny. Nobody is funny, <laughs> especially women. Yeah, no, it's really uh, surprising that it's the year twenty twenty one and fucking Bob Odenkirk is a is is a goddamn action star now. You know, and and not only that, but like an award winning dramatic actor. Like, talk about a dude who turned around two decades worth of just you know writing on the Andy Dick show and being that guy like, man, he took, he took charge. <laughs> I can appreciate that. David Cross on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually just watched uh, this movie the other day called the moated. And uh, it has uh, David Cross in it. Um, the Michael. Um, Ian Black. No, 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 no. It's it's uh he kind of played uh good looking uh love interest in like some a couple like oh you Michael know. Jordan. No Michael Jackson. Uh, I'm here, let me get his name because you're an idiot. Um and not helping. Michael me. Vartan. <laughs> Michael Vartan. Uh, Michael Vartan. Yeah. 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 No, I know who you're talking about. I'm just fucking with you, Brad. We have to get listeners on here. Come on. <laughs> not gonna do it by that. No. Um, <laughs> so, and then who else? Who's in it? Oh, Sean Astin. That's right. So it's this really, really terrible office comedy. But the craziest part about it is that it's shot in sixteen millimeter, and it came out in two thousand eleven. What? It's shot on sixteen millimeter. So I, I start, I start the movie. And like I, I, it was like it was like one of those deals that was on Voodoo for like one ninety nine or something on a weekend, 
And I was just like, I go through there and I was just like, okay, I haven't seen that. That's cheap, you know, it's like a rental. And it was in HD and I, I rented it and I was like, I'll watch this later. So it was late one night and I popped it in. And in the first five minutes, I'm like, it's like I pause this. I, I have to look up what they shot this with because either this is really bad quality or this is just a really shitty transfer. Did it, did it look like a like a Sundance circa '93 type movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it it didn't feel like it looked like it was made in the '90s and not yeah. in 2011. And here the shit hmm. shot on 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 film, 16 right. to be to 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 say the least. And I'm like, how do you make a what? Like, why would you shoot a comedy like this on 16? Right. You know. Um, so just really bizarre, but it's it's super unfunny. Um, David Cross is just awful. Um, Sean Astin's awful. It's just basically two two jackasses. Um, in 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 they pick on David Cross, who's kind of a lower level guy. Uh, their boss passes away, and their boss really loved, you know, Sean Astin and Michael Vartan's characters. And then when he dies, David Cross takes over. They get demoted to the lowest of low, but keep their jobs because they don't have any choice. And David Cross kind of just ridicules them and shit like that. It it is completely out of place. It sh- it just shouldn't exist. That's the he's crazy so thing. mad. Are you so it, yeah, mad? it's it's really bad and just shouldn't exist. And it, and and being that shot on film is even more shocking because of taking the time and doing that. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's not that crazy as far as cost to shoot on film versus. I mean, if you already have this production set up, but it's just more time consuming, especially with a comedy where you have people that are going to improv. So you're going to have to reload and like, how much film did you actually shoot? You know, with guys that are going to be doing improv, obviously. But yeah, this Brad, is I can't, I can't wait for 20 years from now. Cause of course you're going to like keep, you know, going up uh, the, the ladder in the business that you're in. I can't wait for 20 years from now when the company you own puts out the proud press release we got the original negative from 2011's demoting. We're going to be releasing on 3D, 4K, blue. Man, I remember when I discovered this movie. Yeah. It might happen. I'm telling you it will happen. I'm telling you it will happen. It's a good thing and kind of like a shitty thing. Because I'm going to still have your number and I'm going to give you shit when it happens. <laughs> All right, Matt, what, do you, what do you have? Uh, I dedicate yeah. this next movie. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I definitely dedicate it to uh, Steph, who's not with us here tonight. But uh, man, one of one of my more favorite recent movies. I've seen it maybe three times. I've had a uh, a couple friends over to my apartment, and uh, I've I've put it on each time, and they they sit there and watch the whole fucking thing, and it's hilarious. But uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. What a fuck it! That's a picture. You know, remember Al Pacino in like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he's like, "Ah, what a picture!" Like that's how I feel every time I watch Barb and Star. <laughs> but um, really goofy comedy. And actually, I, I I can relate this movie to horror in, in some way. If you give me a second, really goofy comedy sure. written by uh, Kristen Wiig and her uh, her bridesmaids partner, who also uh, co-stars in the movie with her. 
But what's what's genius to me about it is they wrote it, in my opinion, it's not obvious, this is my reading into it, but they wrote it from their perspectives as like eight-year-old girls, like how they think eight-year-old girls will be when they're middle-aged, how they think eight-year-old girls will <laughs> respond to like men when they're middle-aged, you, you know, like it, it, it seems really disconnected from any version of adulthood, but, uh, but that, that gets me thinking about horror because one of my favorite movies is 1977's uh, house, the, the Japanese film where the, the director, you know, worked directly with his, I think maybe she was 12 at the time, but he worked with his 12 year old daughter to create <laughs> the movie that a 12 year old could be excited and, and, and scared of. And it kind of seems like, like they, they were like, okay, let's write it. Let's write an adult comedy from the perspective of like young girls. And then we'll play the adults in it. It's way more Austin Powers than I was expecting. Kristen Wiig plays two roles. Uh, one is kind of like a Dr. Evil, Tilda Swinton type thing. And then the other is, uh, uh, well, she's Barb. Uh, Barb. And, uh, who, oh, good stunt casting. They got the, I, I couldn't understand the the appeal of this uh Jamie Doran guy, you know, from Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I get that he's good looking. I get that. But uh, man, he's so fucking funny in this movie. And he uses his his sexuality and his looks and kind of that uh, that view of him as a as a as a screen idol, you know, to kind of play with these middle aged. I'm 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 saying what they're portrayed at frumpy. They're not frumpy. They're beautiful women, but they, they kind of play them like you know. <laughs> They wear Depends and high pants and shit. But man, that movie's fucking funny. Did you, either of you guys see it? Yeah, we talked about it on the last show. Oh, all right, done. <laughs> no, it's 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 I really funny, it. and it's one of those things that will be very fun to revisit through the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, uh, and I do apologize. Also, I, been, I, I didn't know. Jones and, um, yeah, the other for good comedy, and uh, so. Yeah, the the other movie, if you haven't seen it, Mike, to watch that is. It felt somewhat on par as far as like the comedy and and having kind of you know the 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 two women that are in front of the camera being behind the camera and writing it was uh, greener grass. Oh yeah, yeah, you well, I think you that was on your top of 2019, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, it's kind that's of that still a, on my comedy, but you know, happening and like everything. Well, I mean, it's different because Barb and Star are in their own world with normal stuff going on around them. Greener right, grass. Like an Ace Ventura, Austin Powers. Reality yeah. type thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, 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 we rented Barb and Star, um, not when it came out. And uh, I watched it with Willow and Janice and we just, we just fucking cracked up. It's fucking hilarious. I had no idea what the fuck was going on during that opening sequence with the, little Korean kid, you know, throwing newspapers all over the place. I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck is this movie? Well, it's it's funny. I, I tried finding um, the original teaser trailer for this movie online, and I can't. When I went to the theater maybe about a year, uh, two, two years ago, and there was this really odd trailer for Barb and Star. And hmm. it didn't show any faces. You didn't know who was in it. There was right. no credits. It was some it was, Cloverfield shit. It, it just showed uh, like curlers, 
uh-huh. like with the hair, like the uh, head thing that comes over the curlers. The head thing. And like showed like some tapping with their like feet and stuff like that. And then it said Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. That's and I was so like, fucking fuck good. Even if you watch the theatrical trailer, they don't tell you that this oh, is no. an Austin Powers movie. It looks yeah. like it's a menopause, like sisterhood of the traveling pants. Like they don't tell you it's Anchorman. <laughs> this movie yeah. is fucking yeah. Anchorman. It's ridiculous. All right, let's move on. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I remember now I did bring that up to Barbara Crampton because her name is Barb. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> my bad. I dedicate that. Okay. To we, stuff. we didn't get into, we didn't, we didn't get a good uh, discussion about it, though. No, we That's didn't. Good. We didn't. I'm adding this to my uh, list of comedies to watch. Sean, it's so fucking funny. Sean, it's ridiculous. It's so fucking funny. Awesome. Yeah, I think your I think your daughter would like it too. Oh my god, your wife would love it. Yeah. This movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah, not, not watch with the other kids. We all watch daughter for sure. Yeah, because mm, there is there is some yeah, sex okay. there right. is some sex stuff in it. Yeah, there's some. Well, all the kids, the whole stuff. family did watch Anchorman, and uh, the kids there's powered no through the. Uh, oh, there. The kids powered through the massive erection scene in, in Anchorman. If and they watched I Anchorman, Barb and Star would be fun. Yeah, oh, I agree okay. with that statement. I agree I with that statement. We we just got of held back as as parents and like we're like, okay, let's, you know, and they all lanolin and then lanolin like sheep's wool. <laughs> <laughs> I my, say my that shit all goes, day. Lanolin. What happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you got next for us, Mike? No, I did Barb and Star. It's your turn, dude. I think. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, we'll give Brad two movies because he watches way more than us. No, I, I've watched a lot of shit. I'm not letting Brad have more than me this time. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, the, movie, the, movie, the movie I want to talk about uh, that I watched recently is... Everyone knows that I'm a, I'm a sucker for science Oh, man, fiction. if you bring up those Max um, Cloud like, movies again, I swear to God. That'd be no, so funny. No, that would no, be no, so no, funny. No, that'd be like three weeks no, in a row. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I watched uh, Netflix's Stowaway. I'm starring uh, Anna Kendrick and Tony Collette. Oh, I love Anna Kendrick. Dig him, and uh, as well as Shamir Anderson. So, hmm. uh, this is a movie with a really interesting concept. What if you know you somehow got trapped in a spaceship as it's going to go to a two year mission to Mars, and somehow um, uh, the, uh, the character played by Shamir Anderson, he's a mechanic that after the launch uh, somehow ends up in the space station up in the panels and falls down. And, and he, of course, wants to get back to, get back to Earth. But nope, you can't because we're going to be here two years to Mars. Oops, you damaged the air thing. And we only have enough air for three people. Is Isn't that so mostly the plot and, for uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Yeah. Probably. I think it's the same plot. So this is like... <laughs> This is like a lifeboat in space. So you have, oh. you know, the company that's running the mission is saying like, well, there can only be three of you, but there's four of you now. So you guys got to figure it out. Um, and so, of course, tensions rise from there and the plot gets moving from there. Um, Anna Kendrick plays a doctor. Um, she's pretty great. I always is she like the head doctor? Tries more dramatic stuff. <laughs> um <laughs> No. Well, yeah, she's the only doctor. There's one doctor. What? I didn't mute Mike, no. 
um, so for the most part, um, I really dug the film. It there's some some sciencey stuff where uh, where might go. What happened? There's some sciencey stuff with um, <laughs> they uh, they're uh, I think a scientist or someone involved with NASA was involved in kind of consulting. And they came up with the idea of uh, artificial gravity on a two-year mission to Mars. So that's, there's the, you know, interesting part of that. Like, you know, science nerds will like that. Um, I'm not watching. So that, of course, that, of course, plays a part in the, in the, in the, in the, in the movie. Um, I liked, I liked the idea. I liked most of it. Um, I think it falls apart near the end when things kind of start coming to a head. Um but for the most part, like as a kind of a space thriller, um, with people need to make these kind of morality, you know, moral choices. Like, do we get rid of the guy? What do we do? You know, how do we resolve this a little bit of Apollo 13 stuff where they're trying to figure out how to fix the, the air. Um, it's like the carbon monoxide scrubbers, I guess, or whatever the oxygen, oxygen scrubbers are damaged. Um, but you know, for, for, uh, Four cast members, <sighs> basically, in the whole film. Tony Collette's great. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do you, do you remember <laughs> the show Party Down? Yeah, do you remember movies. the show Party Down? Yeah. Do you remember Martin yeah. Starr's character whenever he would talk about sci-fi? <laughs> That's you. That's you. Okay. That's yeah. You. yeah, 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 yeah. I love uh, it. I love you. <laughs> Um, anyway, Stowaway's pretty great. It kind of got hammered with some reviews, I believe. It's kind of getting mixed things. Um, I have issues, I think, with how it resolves itself. Um, but for the most part, if you're looking for kind of a, you know, a tense, you know, science fiction flick, I think you can't go wrong with this. There's a lot to like in Stowaway. And, and, and you know, Anna Kendrick is like always just damn cute all the time. So cute. Adorable. All the time. <laughs> Yeah, what was that, Brad? What are you doing? Clapping just snaps. Oh, snaps! You're agreeing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there you go. I think uh, I think a better movie to watch, though, if you Mm. want more of a horror bent, would be would be uh, Spudnik. Spudnik has Mm. more of the alien horror. Yeah, I like Spudnik. I like Budnik from uh, Salute Your Shorts. (laughs) Spudnik is a nice Um, little twist on the whole alien story. So I'll, I'll jump. Uh, if I ever taught a film class, um, in order to show what not to do with a, how to make a movie, I would show this movie um, <laughs> called Force of Nature um, that has Mel Gibson in it. Oh, yeah. The Hurricane one with Emile Hirsch. Is yeah. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, um, wrong, I, yeah I've seen this. I, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> You know, because, you know, like Hurricane Heist came out, which is actually Hurricane Heist is enjoyable. Um, But I was like, okay, you know, this, you know, this sounds... Hurricane Heist, by the way, has that demonic, like, skull in the clouds and shit. Like, that that was rad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I I was expecting a little something uh, from from Force of Nature. And it, it really is one of those movies to show you not how to make a movie. Like, everything <laughs> is wrong in this. Like, as far as, like, the plot, they're stealing art during a hurricane where it's wet. Mm-hmm. Right. Is the art NFT? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is it NFT art? 
I don't, I, I saw that joke trending. I don't know what that is. Um, Mel Gibson is <laughs> awful. Uh, there there's there's info dumps at weird parts of the film but it doesn't really matter about the overall story of what they're going through the love interest between kate bosworth and emile hirsch is very like wrong and silly it takes it, why are they doing that during this two-hour episode <laughs> of the you know her father being alone upstairs uh you know, and them and them being hunted by these guys that are in this apartment complex. Uh, but they're like in in the middle of this Cat Five hurricane, but there's really no hurricane that's happening. Mm. Like in the movie, they're they're walking in the balconies and walking like they're outside <laughs> at one point. Uh, you know, th- there's there's you know, I'm not expecting some constant wind blowing and and rain but it really doesn't it just feels like there's just a normal little storm happening um and the fact that this guy has this uh animal that's inside his apartment is is used as a plot device uh nazis are at, at, at discussed at some point it's just all this like like all this stuff just mashed up together and none of it makes sense. It's poorly shot. It's poorly written. It's just it's just all over the place. It's not even enjoyable bad. It, it really is a study to show you what not to do in making a movie. It is, it's like, it's, there's very few times where I think a movie is just, like, I like bad movies sometimes. I'll sit down and watch a bad movie because I find it enjoyable. But this isn't even that extent to where, you know, something that's really, really poorly made, but you can get enjoyment out of it. It's just what, what do you can. So what are those movies for you, Brad? I, I actually don't know this about you. What are those movies for you? Like the things that you don't admire as cinema, but you enjoy it and you know it's bad. What what people might call a guilty pleasure. I don't know. Um, you know, so I mean, Hurricane Heist would would be would be one of sure them. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know okay. um uh okay something where it's super stupid but i enjoy it for what it's worth you know like, and i can sit down and, and watch right. that uh, like mine would be like the new guy like dj qualls and eddie griffin and the new guy a big That's one like for me is a bad movie but i like jennifer lopez with uh the girl the the boy next door oh that one's so fucking well from the director of fucking hurricane heist bro <laughs> so it's it's you know like that like that movie it's it's really poorly made but god damn it's entertaining can i you segue know? right here real quick because i have an emile hirsch movie that is good it has a similar title to the 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 boy next door, and that's the girl next door. So yeah, it's really I don't know good. if you I don't know if you guys are fans, but I rewatched that the other night. Holy shit! That that aside from the homophobia, uh, a lot of things still hold up in that movie. I mean, even and I'll be honest, even the homophobia holds up because I do remember in two thousand four working at Best Buy when this movie came out, and I saw it. I do remember there was still all that weird fucking dude thing where everyone was calling each other the f word you know and like pretending to to be i i don't know it 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 it, it was a culture that a bro culture that always struck me weird but anyway the the girl next door still kind of holds up funny as shit yeah. 
But yeah, no, I mean, there's there's certain films like that, you know, like Triple X Three would be another one where it's <laughs> that's a good absolutely one. Absolutely stupid, but DJ Caruso like a motherfucker. Yeah, very enter- very entertaining. So um, yeah, stuff like that. But it, you know, that's what I was kind of hoping Force of Nature would be. To be honest with you, that's what I was kind of looking for. Um, but it's just it's just aggravating because it's not fun, and it's. It, and and you you know you can have a you know a poorly made movie not not even a poorly made movie you could just have something that's kind of insane like the boy next door where it's is well shot it's not poorly made but it just has this crazy ass idea for a plot you know force of nature has that but it's just bad all around like there's nothing re- like there's nothing in the movie that could be even looked at as good the overacting the performances like, why is yeah. Mel Gibson in the movie? Yeah. And all yeah. they did was take a consonant off a of Ben Affleck, Sandy Bullock movie. That's all they did. <laughs> so, yeah, no, just <laughs> it's, it's really, really bad all around. I don't recommend it. I, it's not even one of those things where it's like, hey, let me know what you think. It's just a really bad movie. Yeah. And, and, and it's rare There's for me to line. find something like that. You know, e- even if it's something that I don't like, I could see the appeal. You know, I have those too. Like, I hate that movie, but I understand like why people like it. Okay, what's that one, Brad? What what's one um, of those? What's one of those movies for you? Um, like Thor three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes it. No, no, I'm I'm having like a real conversation. Okay, that, no, no, that no. Makes I, sense. I mean, I, honestly, like yeah. Thor three for me. Yeah. I know right. I'm in the extreme majority on i thought that was one of minority. the most boring movies or minority. yeah sorry minorities that was one of the worst movies i've ever seen right but you can understand but why i understand people why people like, like it right. i'm not gonna like go toe-to-toe with people on it right. you know it's just something i really hated but i can understand the appeal but, and but i'm never it, gonna say and you're saying there's like, no artistic value great. at all to, huh? to there's no artistic value at all to force of nature there's no like performance where you're like, oh, they're kind of going for it. Is everyone just the sleepy eyed DTV yeah, thing? Yeah. The only, only thing was to see, uh, it was nice to see Kate Bosworth, you know, cause she was always decent and, did, you know, did they give her contacts? So she has two of the same color. eye. I love that woman. Cause she has two different color eyes like David Bowie and they always give her contacts to correct it. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I think, I think that that's shit. definitely uh, contacts, but yeah. it was, it was odd because, you know, growing up watching, uh, you know, uh, Kate Bosworth in movies, she, you know, she started younger, um, you know, it was like 18, 19 or so. And she's super cute. Always kind of been like in these like teen, like teen movies and like blue crush. And then, all the sudden, that was a cruel summer. That was a cruel, cruel summer. <laughs> she, um, but she just like, she's different now. So like, it's just, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's very comparable to Selma Blair, you know, like Selma, like, and I'm talking about like uh, a lot with uh, being attractive too. like Selma Blair was always like in these movies in like the nineties but when she like was in mom and dad recently, and now she's like in her forties, she looks great. Like really, really great. And it's kind of the same thing goes for Kate Bosworth, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. 
Maybe I just got to think for older <laughs> ladies, but you know, they, they both look really good these days, but yeah, I mean, that's probably the only thing that's uh, decent about the film is her, but everything else yeah. is just, you know, even, even uh, Amelia, uh, Amelia uh, Hirsch, his partner, she's, she's really bad too. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a thing with these kind of direct to video films that I don't know. It's like they're almost playing it too serious. They're trying to. It, it's these are the kind of the money makers. They know that this we just got to get this shot, get it done. We got the script. Let's get it done fast and you know hit hit our hit our uh, hit our shots and just get through it. They, something about these movies that play themselves too seriously, where you just feel it almost feels like man, like off the assembly line, just manufactured and just nothing redeeming about it. Because at least at least there at least there could be a bad movie. That's entertaining has some sort of entertaining entertainment factor, but um, but these movies are just like just joyless. Like there's literally, it seems like no one believes in the script, no one cares. They just know that they're all get they all got a paycheck to to cash. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. That you know maybe they were hoping for something bigger with with the cast because the thing is the cast isn't bad. Um, Yeah, it's just the material. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, is it my turn now? Right on, okay. Force of Nature. Sure. Yeah. Oh shit! You guys just finished Force of Nature. <sighs> we were talking about just uh, movies, just to get them out there and try to make money, but they don't really don't care about. Because Lion- Lionsgate does this right with their kind of you know Bruce um, Willie like Bruce Willie's in a here we got Bruce Willis in here and Bruce Willis. Well, show it's all it's all about foreign pre-sales. Like if you. Yeah, I mean, it, like yeah. if you could pre-sell it to foreign markets, you don't you don't care how it performs. It doesn't yeah. matter. You make your money back before yeah. it even opens. Yeah, you're like, I have Bruce Willis. He's yeah. trying to save his family in this action movie. Right. Yeah, and then you get Dimitri such and so. He's like, oh, Bruce Willis. We will open in 120 cinema in <laughs> Moscow. He's big hero. Yeah. He was in a Hudson Hook. Big hero. <laughs> um is it my turn that's a good russian accent yeah why well, well, i played uh when we did uh romeo and juliet at my theater we did it uh as russian mafia style i was the only in oh, in the director i i love this this was a great fucking flex the director was listening to everyone's russian accent and she said i was the only person that was allowed to use the russian accent to kind of tie everything together <laughs> But uh, no, I, I appreciated that. Um, I did Second Civil War. We did G versus K. We did Mortal Kombat. We did. Oh, Brad, I thought of you today. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, early this morning, <laughs> early this morning, I couldn't sleep. You, we had an earthquake here in the middle of the night. And then, uh, I don't know, kind of rattled my my brain a little bit. So I'd, I've been tossing and turning all night. But I woke up and I put on, I thought of you. I put on Splatter Farm. Put on Splatter Farm. And, uh, man, that was fun revisiting that. We haven't talked to SOV in a while. And I know you and I have talked this movie in the past, but um, I revisited it. It was the camp, the 80s rewind camp DVD. Yeah, camp motion pictures. Uh, Great, great addition. Um, The the commentary is fantastic because it has it has both Polonia brothers. Um, It you know, it's. It's of course before the tragic passing, but um, 
man, that was fun listening to that. And uh, it, it made me, it made me want to pitch on the air. So Sean can't say no. Uh, can we do like five minutes every week where it's just SOV? Please, Sean, please, 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 Sean, please, <laughs> please, 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 Sean. Can we do how to slay a vampire again. Or we just talk new movies, but you know. Yeah, let's talk new movies. Uh, or we can talk about Return to Splatter Farm because that just came out not too long ago. What, what, no, no, no. Let's let's tease <laughs> Empty Man. I know we're gonna do a whole episode on Empty Man, but can we talk a little bit about how the hyperbole around Empty Man is not hyperbole at all? Uh, we will do a full episode on Empty Man because, um, I mean, at this point, it's been. I don't know, about a month and a half, two months since I've seen it. And it's a movie that I think about every day. And uh, I mean, at this point in my life, two <laughs> in, I'll watch it again. I honestly think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It, it, it is. I'll, I'll tell you this. It is fucking fantastic. As, as a fan of movies that cross tones and genres and acting styles, like it has, it has everything I want in a fucking movie. It, it didn't matter that it was horror. It didn't matter that it was none of that mattered. What mattered was it was so committed to its premise and the world and the characters that it created. Like it was at, at once it was uh, scary at once. It was funny at once. It was dramatic. Like, it it kind of felt to me like a uh, like a netherworld almost uh, Lynchian movie. It felt like a cross between The Ring and Running Scared in my mind. The uh, the Wayne Kramer movie with the, yeah. the Gore Verbinski. Put them together. Empty me. I was um, like it was incredibly unnerving, and I haven't felt that way a long time uh, in a film. And it made me like at times. Like it sucked me in so much that I was thinking the empty man like exists. The empty like, man is everything, bro. Huh? Yeah, no, he does. It's a full-on urban legend. Yeah, it's like an it. urban legend created in such a small amount of time. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm gonna like turn off the television, walk outside, and then it's gonna be like, you know, Slender Man or something like right. that. That it's only akin to Freddy Krueger. The idea that when, right. When yeah. The audiences like saw Freddy Krueger. They were like, "That dude Thunder will man. get me in my dreams." Like, once you see the Empty Man, you're like, "No, if you do that shit, the Empty Man will get you." And dude, some of the scariest sequences I've seen in movies, like, ex- like this movie had. I mean, it was just scene after scene. I mean, uh, spoiler free until we get to the episode, but when he gets to that cabin. Oh yeah. It, he goes out at night. That was one of the scariest things I've seen in a movie. And and he being James Badge Dale, who's who's an amazing actor, and I fucking yeah. love this guy since he played Chase on uh 24, the third season of 24, uh, where he's like fucking Elisha Cuthbert from uh The Girl Next Door. <laughs> but but he plays Kiefer Sutherland's uh partner, and he's the dude who has to keep Kiefer like sober during because Kiefer just came out from undercover, like being a heroin addict. He was an amazing actor on that show. And I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be a star because he's good looking and shit. He showed up in what? Uh The Departed. He kind of had yeah, a cameo in like Iron Man 3. He is the star of the empty man, and he's fucking great. I love James yeah. Badge Dale. I hope he's a good guy. Yeah, and it's just like 
it, <laughs> like you know, the impending doom that happens in the film throughout, and just kind of the sense of dread. Like every, it's it's in, and also like reeks of like hopelessness at times. And I, I honestly, I can't think of many movies that have ever made me feel that way. Right. You're, you know, you're saying all that, but Brad, were there things that kind of made you laugh? Oh yeah. I mean, even during like, the, it's so like, crazy. The genre, like, yeah, the, the even, even this, the part I was talking about where he's at the cabin and mm-hmm. he's like on the dock and he's like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like you laugh, but it's like it is one of the most terrifying moments in in the movie. But it, it takes that moment to make you laugh, and you know it, it, his his also attitude towards everything is like he's super serious, but at the same time, you know he's just very much like doesn't really take it too seriously. Yeah. You know, at first. And, and oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's just like doing it to help out like his friend who's right. kind of hot, he's, and he's, he's like, "I'm, I'm macho. I'll help you." That yeah. is so like monumental, and you know it because you know this is going to end up really bad some way or another, right? And I and that's that's what I loved about it because you you really like him, but it's like, man, just fucking go, just leave. Well, he it's he like, goes through that whole J horror character arc, like uh, like Naomi Watts or like Jennifer Connelly in the the Dark Waters remake, where it go, where you go from complete Scully to complete Mulder, like by the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, it it was it was fantastic to watch the the kid who played the the missing girl, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, my I, the thing fucking is, god! That was in the movie was really great and and it's one of and I've only seen the movie once and I know it's going to be one of those movies that you watch again and mm-hmm. somewhat like hereditary where it's like oh shit they told us in the very beginning this was going to happen you know I, I love I love when uh storytellers do that when they tell yeah. you how it's going to go and, and you and hope the whole time it doesn't there is even like you know, one scene that really sticks out and I, it felt really weird in, in watching the movie is that when they're initially at the missing girl's house, um, you know, James is like sitting in the background and they're questioning the mother. Um, and it's, it's like a wider shot. And, and, and the, the, the black gentleman, the, the cop is like talking to them and the guy behind him, like gets like a text or a phone call. Oh, and yeah. he walks up and he shows him the phone and he's like, we got to go. And it's like, now thinking about it, if you put all the pieces together, that was on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it, it's like even those like little plot things that happen in the film and the change of tone, it's, it's, it's all on purpose. Right. You know, and and, and, and on, dude, I still think I still think about that shit. I you know the 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 mer- in the fucking twenty minute opening. Um, you oh, know, in the oh, the mountains and shit. Oh, that's dude, so good. Opening is insanely so, good. So, Sean, have you seen this movie? No. Fuck you. Nope. nope. <laughs> Empty man's At gonna get you, bro. About, like by the the bye bye man. No, we're not talking no, about bye bye man. I've, 
I know. I don't think I've heard of uh, of of the Empty Man. We're not so ironic zillennials uh, that want to celebrate Bye Bye Man. We we want to celebrate good cinema. The Empty Man. <laughs> I mean, I will say the no, first five I, no, minutes I'm, of I'm Bye Bye Man were really it. good, but the movie I agree. Fell. I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Um, Just like but, the first <laughs> seven minutes of Mortal Kombat are really good. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think um and I think it's happening too that there's going to be this. It, we're going to be discussing the empty man for a long, long sure. time. I think so. And and I, a lot of people are catching on to this and we're becoming like this, this cult that talks about the movie because <laughs> it's, it is, it's, it's so ambitious of a movie. So too. ambitious. It's, it's like a Richard Kelly movie. Like I've never it's like seen an early Richard Kelly. It's where great. it's like, well, I'm watching like a snowbound horror movie. I'm watching right. Uh, a slasher film? It, right exactly a paranormal movie right i'm watching a procedural like, detective movie i'm, I'm watching like, it's, a, a, it's yeah. a cult killer it's cults right. uh, it's like where the fuck is this movie going and and it's just but it's not confusing because you're no. you're in the headspace of the main character right so it, yeah it's, it's not so you're putting everything together as it goes it's, it's just you're waiting for it's like this probably isn't going to end well but we got to stick with this anyway yeah, you know. no, it's it's um, fantastic. Sean, do yourself a favor, get yourself so, uh, the empty man. You can buy it now. On a, I'm I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out where it's available. So right now it looks like it's um. I bought it on Prime. It I bought the 4K right on Prime. Yeah, yeah, you can stream it. It just doesn't have a physical media release. Right, it doesn't have physical. Okay, you can only you can buy the DVD through Redbox, but you just yeah. get the disc. I don't want a DVD. I want a Blu-ray. I want a snazzy Blu-ray. But no, I'll definitely find this on uh, on Vudu or Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah, and like, just yeah, make sure that you watch Amazon it because I know how you are. Watch it like around eight because it is two sober, hours like thirty. Sober. Minutes. Watch it sober. Yeah, but it is like two I hours. Watch most of my stuff. I try to watch most of my serious movie. watching sober. Okay. Yeah, are your parents listening to the show now? Is that is that no what's no because otherwise I just fall asleep. <laughs> so like like this, like every movie that I try to watch, if I uh, take my nighttime medicine, um, I always have to like be like, oh shit. What, what what's I, your what nighttime medicine now? It's it's your vape. I can't your commit cannabis? anything just in case. Uh, just in case anyone who employs me sees this video, uh, it, it's uh, uh, Nyquil. Nyquil. Oh, Nyquil. Uh, capital Nyquil. N, small Y, big fucking Q. <laughs> Let's bring it back to Dennis Miller or, or Dennis Leary. Excuse me. I'm good at all these uh, um, I'm. I should get paid for this shit. To be honest, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is it my turn? Is it my? Yeah, turn? you can go. I don't. I don't care. It's your turn. <laughs> um. Speaking of crossing genres, uh, I watched a movie called uh, Blood Vessel, which is a World War II vampire film, where a cast of characters uh, is lost at sea and. Comes across a giant uh, German war boat full of vampires. It's fun. <laughs> it's got a great it's pretty, plot. It's run of the mill, you know. Slog. Ninety minute. It's a slog. It kind oh, of. I, I think so. It's, it's for sure. It's, it's got. It's got. Got. It has great special effects. It has a really yep. cool look. Like everything is going for that movie. But they need uh, a better editor and a director. Well, they needed a better title. They should have called it <laughs> Nazi Feratu. 
<laughs> and right, just yeah, made the yeah. the werewolves no, vampires. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get, I get it, Brad. You have a, you have a point. Um, good point about that because, like, the setup's great. You're like, all right, here we go, vampires on a boat, German vampires on a boat, and yeah. the uh, physical effects are fantastic. There's some, some some pretty decent gore in there, but uh, yeah, cool, it, yeah, it kind of, it just it it just drags in the middle part, I think, until you get. So is that's, that's one of the movies that I did fall asleep and I had to kind of finish up, and so by the end vamp- of it, I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> Vampires on a Boat reminds me of Hotel Transylvania 3. How does it compare to Hotel Transylvania 3, Sean? Daddy, Daddy Dereger. How does this I think compare? it's better than I think it's better than I think it's better than Hotel Transylvania 3. Oh, what? Sure. Are you serious? Oh, Hotel Transylvania yeah. 3 is good. It has yes. that one has Mel Brooks stand. finally. <laughs> yeah, I, I love can't Hotel Transylvania. Stand the Hotel Transylvania films. All right. Well, agree to disagree. But Blood Vessel, um you can get it on Blu-ray from uh, Umbrella. But uh, I, I think I, I, got, I bought the Blu-ray after watching it. Um, I think I watched it. It was like on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something for free or something. Oh. Or it was like two bucks on Voodoo or something. But, oh, wow. You okay. know, if you want to The poster's and a half dope. Flight, I, I think you've uh, shared the poster. It's really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff going for it. A lot of good um, things going just, for that movie. Just, you know. Just it need, yeah, Brad, you're right. It needed a little better, a little tightening of the edit. And I think... Uh, you know, maybe a couple. Uh, Throw some extra fucking vampires in there. I don't care where they come from. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Have some like Chuck fucking sailors trying Chuck to kill fucking vampires on a hey, ship. pirate oh. vampires, bro. Like they yeah. come from the Mariana Trench yeah. or something. Like Aquaman. All right, All right it's my turn. Hold on. Uh, well, I'm gonna do two really quick, and this is what more was of. Em- was Empty Man yours or no? No, was Empty Man yours no. or no? He, yeah, he, it was, took over, it was he took over my space. He took yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do it again, real, re, no, real quick, because this is I'm not gonna talk about at, movies. It's, uh... Stop talking. This is more of a plug, okay? <laughs> I, I yeah, did yeah, it. Right. Well, you know, B. Jermaine, the the Australian guy who writes yeah. for Screencast. I did I did his show last night. I did two episodes. We did a commentary He's for never David. Me? That's because you're not cool. I did a commentary for David Cronenberg's Crash, and then I did a commentary for uh, Brad. This one's for you, The Fanatic. Brad, next time. Oh, I swear, I oh swear to God, God bro, I, that. I could call up. I could call up B tonight, and I'll be like, "Hey, mate, let's do another commentary for Fanatic." I got Brad here. <laughs> Wait, that turned British, and then and then he would just be like, "Yeah, yeah, you fucking cunt, let's do it." Like, but uh, so look we for just, that. Soon. We just lost one of our longest, longest listeners. He's what? listened to us for the longest time. You just totally now he's not gonna listen anymore. Who, Bead? You've offended Bead. No, Bead, you're friends with Bead. He said very nice things about you every time I talk to him. I, well, he's uh, working I on my movie. He's working on, on, on my movie. hangouts mid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what he said. I, I video chatted with him, uh, yeah. very, very a few times. Uh, yeah, well, he, during, you know, he has very fond memories pandemic. of that. He's like, can you give me Sean's private number? I'm like, no. He's like, can you send me pictures of Sean? I'm like, no. <laughs> um, all right. So I watched awesome. <laughs> uh, another surprising uh, flick um, goes kind of hand in hand with uh, with Greenland um, is that we both have two actors that were very, very fit during at one point and showed their bodies and they glistened, and they were great <laughs> uh, gods of muscles. Uh, but now they're just kind of a little huskier, 
Uh, Gerard Butler's still in shape, but I watched Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Mm. <laughs> Russell uh, Crowe's living his best life right now. <laughs> Russell Cheeseburger Crowe. Um, <laughs> the more, the older I get, the more and more I look like not, Russell Crowe's body. <laughs> Russell Crowe's all of us. Russell Crowe is our is 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 the pandemic us for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, no but man, here. come on, come on. I fucking loved Unhinged, man. It was just so mean <laughs> and fucked up. Who and, made that? Um. I don't. I mean, the guy had some uh, other titles under his belt, but I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. Okay. But um, I, I mean, obviously, I can look it up. it's it's very much. I've been on the fence with watching it. Uh, it's it's fun, man. It's mean, and it's fun, <laughs> and it, and it's not a movie where you root for the bad guy. You really do hate Russell Crowe, and you're cheering for you know the the, the woman in the film, obviously for many reasons. But also, it doesn't really glorify uh, the crazy guy, which is good. Um, and but yeah, it really is just road rage gone wrong, and he just terrorizes this woman and her family. Wow. But it's good. Uh, no, Derek, yeah, I'm looking at this now. The director, huh? That's a terrible name. What? Derek, Derek Bort. Bort. <laughs> the director but um but yeah it, it, it's, it's really well done it's uh it's uh for 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 being like more like kind of uh edgier seat thriller it has a lot of that uh momentum um really well edited uh g- a great cast uh, Ru- russell crowe is a hundred percent into this role it's not like you know gerard butler where it's just a paycheck Russell Crowe really like, you know, I don't know if he put on the weight for this role, but he's a very, he's very big in this movie. And um, it kind of plays a lot into his character of just being miserable because he looks miserable. Um, and it's like, he's what is he one of those dudes that just eats fast food on his 10 minute lunch break? Like, yeah, I mean, that's parking what lot. like this guy yeah. really has nothing left. And, 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 and this person, uh, on the road is the last person that he really cares. Like his life is done pretty much, you know? And so he doesn't really, he has like a, I don't give a shit attitude whether he lives or dies. And that's the scary part. And, you know, you, you just kind of, uh, you hate him from the very beginning, but, you know, also it's really like, you know, a really, I don't know. It's, it's a very interactive movie to would, where would that watch. be, would it be a good double feature with, uh, the, the Kevin Reynolds one eight seven with Sam Jackson? Well, I think it would be a good pairing with a film that I talked about uh when joe lynch was on the show was oh. that lumber cleef okay um where it has a very similar thing where a guy fucks up cuts somebody off and then the guy behind the wheel gets pissed off and terrorizes the family uh you know kind of a same plot but changing lanes also with ben affleck and uh sam jackson <laughs> what changing lanes do you remember that one no changing lanes you know it was yeah. funny i mentioned changing lanes the other day to my buddy mike um when i we, like that movie a lot yeah and and i was saying have you ever because i was telling him about unhinged 
And I was like, have you ever seen changing lanes? And he was like, I don't know what that is. It's like Sam Jackson, like Ben Affleck kind of got dumped in theaters. I still have my changing lanes fucking movie ticket. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, I have, I have the uh, Paramount widescreen collection DVD. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's yeah. very, very similar. I mean, it's just a road rage movie, but it also really puts you in the place, you know, you, you see the bad guy the most, but it doesn't make you sympathize or feel for him or be on his side at all to where you root for the villain, like something like, you know, the Joker or something like that. Um, no, you- it's just called Joker. There's no article, sir. We did a whole episode on it. It's Joker. Where do I sign? Leave? Yeah, you should hit leave. <laughs> um, yeah no i i highly recommend it it's and i've told a few people about it because uh you know they, they were like is it good and i was like it's 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 fun you know in a really bad way so yeah go check out unhinged and greenland no man land yeah um Sean, do you have another movie? I'm looking around like things I watched or I, I've yeah. watched so much shit. We're gonna we're gonna wrap you. up here in a few minutes. I got I got one more movie and then uh Mike, if you have one and Brett. Yeah, I'll do I'll do Mike, one more. I'll do Brett. Brett. <laughs> what does Brett do? Brad can keep on going. Screencast uh, RIP. I'm movies. done. <laughs> um have I talked about the ambulance with with Eric Roberts yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've all talked about Eric Roberts. He's the talk, fucking yeah, man. I mean, Steph, I think Steph brought it yeah. up on one show, and you and her talked about it for a bit. Larry Cohn, Stan Lee playing himself, Eric uh, Roberts with the mullet. We got uh, it. When did you watch I don't, that? Maybe I don't have anything else. My letter, I just watched it though, not long ago, but I can't remember if I mentioned it on this uh, on the show or not. Letterboxd is down, so I can't look and see. Oh, no. Um, that's why you have I, I've been watching a lot of streaming lately oh, I, oh man you're a nerd a notepad holy crap <laughs> I well I wrote down notes too um, but uh, I, I have another I have another streaming one I, I watched this uh, the other day uh, it's like a, a gender reversal of the Dukes of Hazard with more or with actual crime but it's called the Great Texas Dynamite Chase uh with these with these two you know really good looking uh texas women that decide to start robbing banks by holding people at uh, ransom with a dynamite and they start making a, a killing and it's just their escapades and how they become friends with uh you know a lot of wacky characters as they they go down this uh this uh journey of crime you know but uh, no, that was that was a lot of fun. I would I would compare it like to like, uh, movie? yeah, it, it's it's pretty playful. You know, it has like there's some sequences where it's like the Benny Hill, like they're counting money and shit, and it's like really speeding up time, and they're doing like funny things. We're like, oh, I knocked over a wine while we're counting money, like you know. But then there's <laughs> but then there's other things where it's just like full on titties and like. You see like dicks and stuff like in bath. T- so, yeah, it is it is exploitation, but they're playing with like tropes of things that are popular at the time, including. I said exploitation. No, it's not exploitation. These are. That was no, my question, Mike. No, no, no. I, w- I wouldn't call it exploitation. No, I thought you said exploitation. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. You didn't need to cup your hands around your mouth like you don't have a fucking microphone, Bradley. Weren't you saying Geostorm? Well, that was that was to be funny for the camera. Were you being funny, Brad? Trying to be. <laughs> I love you, buddy. <laughs> no, but uh, great Texas Dynamite Chase. It's on uh, Shout Factory, I think. Uh, has it streaming. They have it on Tubi and Prime. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Awesome. That sounds great. All right. Well, I, I, I guess I don't have anything. I can't find anything else uh, that, that's worth talking about. So, All right. um, Brad, do you, have, do you have one more? We can close out with you, Brad. Um, I watched for the first time uh, in another movie that I thought I'd seen, but I don't know what I uh, mis- have mistaken it for. But um, I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch Three O'Clock High. And then I'm watching and I was oh. like, I don't think I've ever seen Three O'Clock High. That's a Brian um, Sauer classic right there. But man, dude, what a really well put together mm-hmm. 80s comedy. I was yeah. like, is there a reason why we don't talk about this more? Like, it's really fucking well done. Um, it, it's it, And, you know, it's crazy that whatever his last name is, Casey, what's his name? Zella Casey Mas- Jones. He wears a hockey mask. He hangs yeah. out with turtles. So, what what I mean he played like uh he played 3D in Back to the Future and um Oh Casey and um, the Sunshine Samasco? Band, the Casey celebration. Some, Casey Samasco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was in like Stand By Me, but he's he's good looking, he's funny. It's just really bizarre that this movie didn't really kind of throw his career like just out there and he got more roles. He it's is genuinely funny, it's really well written. Even though it has this like basic plot, it's it's very intense. Even though it's a it's a comedy, mm-hmm. very well handled. As far as like I'm gonna beat you up after school, um, but yeah, it's about a guy that gets this uh, writing assignment for the new kid um, and tries to shake his hand during the bathroom uh, when they're in the bathroom together, and he says he's gonna beat his ass after school. Um, yeah. And the movie's based around that, but it's it's just a very small plot, but it's it's handled in such a way where it's a lot bigger than that. Um, and it has kind of the kind of somewhat screwball comedy aspect to it, but it's very serious. And that's what I liked about it. It, it has a very serious like undertone in the movie um, and he carries it. It's very like it's it's surprising like he didn't have a, a career. Um, you know, a bigger career after this is getting like lead roles. The same is like, you know, Joyce Heiser and, um, you know, uh, just one of the guys. Like mm-hmm. she kills it in that role. I mean, she has such a like a big kind of like, you know, role to fill. And then she just didn't really do anything else. Um, you know, just really bizarre. But anyways, um, yeah, three o'clock is, is high. three o'clock high universal. Cause I, I do wonder about, it's it's legacy and universal doesn't handle uh you know it's legacy movies that well unless they're called jaws <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it could be i mean i think shout factory released it like on a shout selects or something oh no i think they did yeah 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 but um and a lot of those movies are universal um yeah. so but yeah it's it's just it's if you haven't seen it it is um you know i know it's on a lot of lists but we talk about a lot of 80s comedies, but this one's really, really high up there for me, you know? Um, yeah. and, and I don't know what I got it confused with, 
because maybe it was like, Turk 182, huh? Turk 182. No, no. Well, I mean, that's a serious suggestion. I don't know. It has no, numbers no, and it's I, kind I, of I don't know. Bullying it's like, and it's <laughs> it was just like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Maybe I thought I saw it when I was younger. You know, rented it from the store or something. Well, I mean, um, well, I even had it rated on Letterbox. Oh, what about Gary Cooper's High Noon? Did you did you think it was High Noon with Gary Cooper? Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, um, but I, I checked. I even had this rated on Letterboxd. Hmm. And I, you know, I before you even saw it. Yeah. So you're like you're like a regular to the internet these days. You rate things before you even see it. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing is, I gave actually a higher rating than I actually had in there. <laughs> whatever awesome. i thought it was i had a two and a half stars <laughs> and then i watched it and i was like this is definitely a four to four yeah. star movie yeah that's great um, love it love that story but yeah it's man it's uh if you haven't seen it you're missing out just like me um but it's it's really good it's really funny um and a great cast all around it it feels uh like a john hughes movie yeah Sean, can you call this the comedy episode? Because we're pretty much talking about comedies. <laughs> we talked about Let's several. See, we, I'm, I'm keeping a um, one, uh, two. No, we've only talked about. Uh, are you taking notes? Three no, comedies. It, it yeah, might, it's not about, about how many comedies we talked about. It's just that we're really funny tonight. So, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm just uh, yeah. I'm wondering if the three of us can pull off listening to this episode enough times to look like people listen to the show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, bring I'll, us out, I'll, Daddy. I know, I, I know a guy who does AI. I'll have him do like a bot where it like uh, just clicks, clicks all the time. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, shit. You know, that'll do it for this episode, everybody. <laughs> All right, see you guys later, bud. Fuck you! <laughs> oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun. Oh.